What is up guys, welcome back to Sammy's Hot Take, and if you are following me on YouTube as well, go ahead and subscribe to my channel, uh, Sammy Dauber, um, but stay here on the podcast, you get the rate my yearly and annually college football rankings that become weekly, but um, the podcast gets those rankings sooner than my YouTube does, so if you want to get those rankings earlier, come here. If you don't really care about that, follow me on YouTube. Come support me out at Sammy Dauber. So let's get right into it. It's the preseason college football rankings for the 2021 and 2022 year. And I'm very excited to get through this. Um, coming up more of a timely manner, we're... Entering the later last week of June, upcoming here soon. Um, already almost in ju- into July. It's crazy how fast this year's gone by. Um, so yeah, let's get right into it. So number one is I I looked back and on my YouTube I in my final rankings from last year. I put I said Oklahoma would be in the top three, possibly top two. And that is not necessarily true. Alabama number one, defending champs. I don't see any reason not to put them up here. If we go ahead and look, they have a five star quarterback that didn't play last year, but they have a quarterback that was five star out of high school a couple years ago. Bryce Young, he looks really good out of high school. He should be ready to go. Uh, running back, they have a quality backup from last year in which Najee Harris went to the draft. Wide receivers, they're essentially one of the premier schools for wide receivers. They've got wide receivers. Offensive line is good despite some losses. Um, the front seven... The seven in the box for their defense is going to be a concern um, for Alabama's defense. The front seven will be the main concern for Alabama this upcoming season. Now, the secondary, they are perfectly fine. They've got um, stars. They got stars coming back. Um, So not much problem there. And then special teams, we all know how Alabama special teams goes. We've seen it. We know how it goes. Now, number two is going to be Clemson. They finished the year losing in the semifinals. Um, They have a quarterback who did play last year due to uh, Trevor Lawrence being out due to COVID. He did play a little bit last year. Looked really good against Notre Dame in their overtime loss. 47 to 40. Um, he looks pretty good. Um, not quite unlocked the green. If on my YouTube, you'll be able to see my roster scouting page that I have pulled up here on my computer. Um, on my YouTube channel, I will uh, leak that a little bit. But um, on my screen, I don't have it completely green. It's blue. He's not completely proven, but he's. He's not completely proven yet. So, and then Clemson got a slew of running backs from 
the past couple years um, through high school. Um, wide receivers, they've got Justin Ross coming back. Um, what I think is going to be one of the best, if not the best receiver in the league um, this upcoming year. And then quality uh, starters in Joseph Ngata and EJ Williams. Um, tight end Galloway, he was a freshman last year, I believe. He's decent. He can, he's going to do a job. O-line was very weak last year. Expect it to be better now that they have experience under their belt. Defensive line is going to be the best in college football. Shut up about the Georgia talk. Georgia's defensive line will not be as good as Clemson's. So, I mean, I don't know. Miles Murphy, Brian Breesey, and that's just the edge rushers. Linebacker is going to be decent. Um, James Scalsey's coming back another year. You know, not completely. Linebacker core could have some issues. Um, secondary could pose a problem, however. We saw him get torched by Justin Fields a lot in the semifinal. Could pose an issue. We'll see. Um, obviously losing Darian Kendrick was bad for depth reasons and veteranship reasons, but you just gotta live through it. And then special teams, as with any good team, special teams could be a bit iffy at times, and same goes for Clemson. So jumping in at number three is Oklahoma. And coming into this, when I go to scout, I really expected Oklahoma to have a star-studded offense top to bottom. This team has some wide receiver issues and running back issues. And we saw them run so smooth last year, specifically against Florida. That was what really made us say, oh, Oklahoma's going to win the national championship. Spencer Rattler will take a step back as he has a new running back coming in, new receivers coming in. No tight end on the depth chart to my knowledge. Um, you can go to my YouTube channel and comment who their tight end is. I couldn't literally not find anything on a tight end on their roster. Um, so O-line is decent. D-line's decent. Linebacker's decent. Corner. Secondary's decent. Special team's decent. So this is an overall decent team. But with this age in college football, decent can get you in the playoff. Um, and I think that is a little bit disappointing. Um, so, moving on to number four, and I think this will shock some people. Number four is Iowa State. And this is interesting because their quarterback was one of the best in the country last year, Brock Purdy, coming back. Their running back led the league in rushing yards. Their running back last year. Keep in mind, there was Travis Etienne, Najee Harris. Um, God, I, couldn't, I can't even name all of them. There were so many good running backs. Those two being the main highlights. The two at uh, North Carolina. This guy had the most rushing yards with over 1,500 rushing yards last season. And I don't expect any different. The best running back. In the entire league, 
in the entire all of college football right now. Uh, wide receiver one's actually pretty good. I just have the ratings pulled up. Um, I don't have his name, but his they look pretty good. Wide receiver core is a bit weak, possibly could pose concern, but nothing too alarming. Um, tight end, again, nothing too alarming. A little bit of concern. O-line is really good. Part of the reason the running back was able to get over 1,500 yards, the blocking of the offensive line. They run play action. They run uh, vertical zone run. The offensive line has to be good for them to run that. Obviously, they do it at a decent job. Now, defensive line is where the weakest... Defensive line and secondary is where this team's going to be weakest in Iowa State. Um, linebacker core is strong. That's really the only part of the defense that's strong. Defensive line, secondary could pose a problem. Special teams is actually pretty good for a good team. I have them number four in the country. So at number five, and again, this one is where we start to go into the tier in which you kind of don't have spectacular teams, but you have fairly decent teams. Um... But number five being North Carolina. Again, nothing too wrong. You know, you have a really good quarterback in Sam Howell. A running back, they lost their top two running backs. They have a four-star running back, I believe, coming in. Doesn't look to be all that great, but he's unproven. He could prove me wrong. Doesn't look all that great, though. Could have been a three-star, to be honest, with what he did in high school. The receiver core is decent. Past wide receiver one, it's kind of just a fallback. Um, tight end is pretty good. O-line, pretty good. Defensive line could pose a problem. Linebacker could pose a problem. Secondary could pose a problem. So that defense, not necessarily the strong suit of this team. Special teams, again, not the strong suit of any team, really, other than Iowa State. So moving on to number six is Ohio State. And I've been waiting to say Ohio State just because I've been thinking of this hilarious um, quote, if you want to call it. But Ohio State, again, Justin Fields is gone. They have an unproven quarterback, five-star recruit, who has a very aggressive mullet, um, blonde mullet man. I'm just going to call him that just because it's cool. But yeah. Ohio State's the school to bring in those type of kids anyway, so it makes sense. Losing Trey Sermon, their running back, possibly their best running back. Um, So, wide receiver ones, they got Chris Olave back, I believe. So, wide receiver one's pretty decent. Wide receiver two, wide receiver three is kind of where it gets a little, poses a problem. Tight end poses a problem. O-line's actually one of the best in the nation, um, specifically ahead of teams on my scout board like Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Georgia, Oregon, those types of schools. Even Clemson and Iowa State they're ahead of, and then right there with Alabama on my scout board. So, you know... And then you've got 
Defensive line is kind of an issue. They're still trying to rebound from losing Chase Young a little bit. Haven't found that real piece. I mean, you're not going to fill in a slot for Chase Young. It's just not going to happen. But they haven't found that piece to counteract losing him, I should say. Now, if I'm looking correctly, the linebacker core is not the strongest either. Now, they did get to Trevor Lawrence quite a bit in the semis. You know, I still think that was a one-hit wonder. But, the secondary. They lost Sean Wade, I believe. And that secondary could be a real issue. Just think of Clemson's defense, but vice versa to Ohio State last year. That's possibly what this defense could turn into. A very good defensive line, decent linebacker core, and then a little iffy uh, secondary. That's exactly what Ohio State's going to turn into this year. Special teams, a little bit weak on the weaker side. So, yeah. Number six, Ohio State. Moving on to number seven, and this is a school that I didn't completely scout on my scout board um, that I have here in front of me, but Indiana, number seven. I didn't completely scout them, but they did not lose a single piece, or I believe they did not. And let me tell you, this team looked really good last year. Had it not been for a quarterback injury, I think... They could have gotten to the Big Ten Championship. If Indiana is going to win the Big Ten, they've got to do it this year. Um, And I think they have a strong chance. Ohio State's only ahead of them because of the statistics across the board. Indiana could really pose a problem for Ohio State. I just think it's possible. So... Yeah, not much to say. Indiana has a really star-studded quarterback who was a freshman last year. Coming back, uh, wide receivers look really good. Um, So, yeah. Indiana's kind of my wild card at number seven. Number eight is Oregon. And this is a team I fully scouted. This team, again, iffy quarterback issue. Um, Still trying to rebound from losing Justin Herbert a couple years back. Running back. They got C.J. Verdell back, and that is huge. He is, in my opinion, one of the best running backs in college football. And he put up good numbers last year, pretty good. Um, so, And then you've got the receivers. They are another one of those schools that bring in decent receivers. Wide receiver three could pose an issue, but for the most part, everything's perfectly fine. Tight end is pretty much fine. O-line is where they could pose a problem. They lost Panay Sewell. They lost that veteranship at at O-line. We'll see what they look like. Possibly not too great. Defensive line is where it is for Oregon. That's where it's at. They have Javon Thibodox, I believe is his name, projected number one overall pick this upcoming season, uh, this upcoming draft, the 2022 draft. He is expected to go number one overall here in summer of 2021. Um, yeah, basically the best player 
in college football to get drafted next year. He's expected to go number one overall to either the Texans or Lions is, again, what they're saying. Um, so, yeah. But other than the defensive line, this defense is pretty weak. I would not, I would not be surprised if Oregon falls on my top ten by week three, to be honest. You know, this team just doesn't look too astonishing to me. Um, so. But moving on to number nine is another team that I could see fall out of my top ten in a snap is Georgia. Their quarterback, JT Daniels, if you look at my scout board, and I'm not going to say anything about that and because I want you all to go to my YouTube, it's called marketing or whatever you want to call it, but. Georgia's quarterback, I would not rate as high as the unproven Clemson quarterback, unproven Alabama quarterback, and unproven Ohio State quarterback just because he was injured and we did not see enough of him. I would technically put him unproven, even though on my board I don't necessarily have him as unproven. I would, but I'm going to hold back on that. Um... Running back problems continue. I've not seen a dominant running back, or decent running back for that matter, um, wearing a Georgia uniform since DeAndre Swift. Um, So, wide receiver. They've got decent little wide receiver pieces, but not tremendously great, such as the premier schools like Alabama, Clemson. I mean, they don't have wide receivers like that, like... Alabama and Clemson, which is their main competition this year. Um, Clemson being a week one matchup, Alabama potentially being an SEC championship matchup. But, it's besides the point. But other than wide receiver one, it's kind of weak for their receiving core. Um, so, nothing too strong for Georgia. Um, tight end, pretty good. O-line is always going to be good. Um, defensive line is decent. I could see some issues happening with that defensive line. Linebacker, not really much issue. Secondary is an issue. They got Darian Kendrick from Clemson, who was a veteran starter, I believe. Possibly a third string backup. But he does have that experience. Getting a secondary, getting a corner from Georgia was huge. Um, for them, as they take on Clemson in week one, um, at the Belk Bowl preseason or something, week one, something like that, um, but yeah, um, yeah, Georgia, special teams don't go together as they lost, uh, Blankenship, so, yeah. But number 10, rounding off my top 10, is Texas A&M. Quarterback, unproven, four-star recruit. Looks pretty good. Actually, doesn't look terrible. Um, running back, again, not really. We None of us have heard of the running back. Not much stats on the running back this year. Um, wide receivers, not too great, let's be honest. Wide receiver one has some issues. Wide receiver two and three is no better. And if I had the chance, I would put him in code orange. 
Um, that's how bad they are. Tight end, they got a new tight end. Four-star recruit. Decent, not great. O-line is probably going to always be great. Defensive line pose, is going to pose an issue for themselves. Likely not going to be too good. Um, so, then we look at the linebacker core. Not too bad, actually. But not the strong suit. For sure. Um, secondary, not too good. Could pose a problem. Special teams could, is always going to be an issue for teams like that. So that is my top ten. In conclusion, number one, Alabama. Number two, Clemson. Number three, Oklahoma. Number four, Iowa State. Number five, North Carolina. Number six, Ohio State. Number seven, Indiana. Number eight, Oregon. Number nine, Georgia. And number ten, Texas A&M. That's Sammy's hot take for you. The 2021 and 2022 preseason college football top 10 right here for you. See you next time.